Hey, and welcome to Kidacity, the all-in-one podcast for kids, where we learn, share, and grow together. I am your host, Samir Chitta, and this is episode 89. Today's episode is very diverse, from climate change and animal production, to a shloka from the Bhagavad Gita about effort and results. And finally, a yummy and easy recipe to make. I have it all. Let's dive in. On the 26th of November, my class has an assembly about animal protection, especially endangered species. I always thought that animal protection is something that is the job of a few people. But after doing some research for the assembly, my perspective on this has changed. 700 bird and mammal species have been impacted due to this climate change so far, and the numbers keep rising. But what happens to the animals? How do they get impacted? Today, I'm going to answer all those questions, starting with, who is getting impacted? There are many wildlife species that are getting impacted. Some of the worst impacted are cheetahs. Many of their population is dying because of hotter temperatures. Their prey is also dying rapidly for the same reason, causing those cheetahs which are left surviving to rely on less nutritious prey. Number two, giant pandas. Climate change is limiting the growth of bamboo, which is their main source of food. This causes the pandas to rely on other sources of food which don't feed them that easily and that well. Number three, green turtles. The gender of a turtle depends on the temperature of the sand they are hatched on. A female turtle hatches on warmer sand, whereas male turtles hatch on cooler sand. Because of climate change, the sand is warmer in more places, causing more females to be hatched and the turtle population, in result, not being balanced. Number four, Asian elephants. Elephants rely on a lot, on a lot of fresh water due to more droughts and water shortages that are much more severe than before. Elephants do not have enough water to survive. And number five, polar bears. Arctic sea ice melts faster, causing the livable space for these animals to decrease day by day. And it also impacts other animals such as penguins. Increased rainfall from climate change results in flooding occurring more and more often. This leads to destroyed homes of animals and loss of habitats and ecosystems. This also results in other problems such as polluted water for animals to drink. Some animals also have to alter their feeding and breeding patterns to adapt to the new environment. Some animals also come out of hibernation early. This is a problem as they do not have as much food as required sometimes. But sea level rises, sea turtles and other animals and organisms that rely on the beach and the areas surrounding the beach lose their nesting beaches and have to find new ones. And finally, the last question is, why are they getting impacted? Humans are the main cause to all these climate change problems. It is likely that most of the climate change nuisance keeps happening because of burning coal, gas and oil. The greenhouse effect keeps the planet warm enough to live in. Heat waves coming from the Earth's surface radiate into space, whereas certain gases are kept in the atmosphere. One of the most common ones is CO2, or carbon dioxide. A lot of vehicles, machines, and mechanisms emit pollution, which contains CO2. When there is a lot of CO2 
and greenhouse gases in the atmosphere, it blocks heat from radiating back into space and instead gets stuck in the atmosphere and makes the places around us much warmer. Climate change is real and very, very much around us. We can do our bit by reducing our carbon footprint and being aware of the impact on various living beings. I will leave a few articles about this topic in my show notes. I got introduced to the Bhagavad Gita quite recently. As some of you may remember, I also did a segment in episode 86 where I interviewed my grandfather who shared lots of insights on his own journey of studying the Gita and what are some of his learnings for kids. I remember one important thing from the interview is that the Gita has solutions to all kinds of problems for everybody. In today's episode of Subhashita, I'm sharing a shloka from the Bhagavad Gita. It is about a very common problem, worrying about the results, whether it's a test, a competition, or a project. Sometimes we end up worrying too much about the end result. The Gita has a solution for it. Here it goes. Karmanye va adhikaraste ma phaleshu kadachana ma karma phala hetor dharma te sangotsava karmani Here is a little translation. You have the right to work only but never to its fruits. Let not the fruits of action be your motive. Nor let your attachment be it to inaction. Firstly, for any goal we pursue, the end result is not necessarily entirely in our own hands. There are several factors that determine the end result beyond our own actions and efforts. In that situation, it is wiser and productive to focus on only our own efforts rather than be impacted by the results. Secondly, this thinking will make us not get disappointed or depressed in case the results don't come back in the way we would like. A feeling of it's okay and I have tried my best and I had a great time while going through learning is far better than feeling sad for not getting the desired result. This is also a great example of having a growth mindset and not a fixed mindset. So how do we practice this in our daily lives? Let me take the example in my own life and my own school of being selected as a school prefect. I wanted to be one of the PY or primary year school prefects. I've been waiting and preparing for it for more than a year since grade four. I have done all the work and followed the process. I wrote an essay and also recently completed my interview with the selection panel. I am right now waiting for the result to be announced. Just before the interview, I was slightly anxious and nervous about how the interview would go. When I got home, my parents guided me to always focus on giving your best in any situation and not worry about the results. I think that because uh, I was a little anxious, my answers were not as great as I possibly could have said. If I would have been more calm, it would have been easier for me to say and answer the questions. I believe I have taken all the actions from my side and the result of being selected as one of the prefects is no longer in my control. There are several factors beyond my control including the performance of other kids, the judgment criteria of the selection committee, the variety of other factors. 
I will be very happy if I'm selected, but I don't want to get disappointed in the case I'm not selected, as I still had a great and fun time preparing and putting all the efforts along with the learning while doing all that effort. I would also really be happy because I had this opportunity to go and talk to the teachers. Out of approximately 64 students in the whole of grade 5, maybe 50 applied to be a prefect. And out of that, only 22 got chosen for the interview. I am really, really thankful for this opportunity. Before we end this episode, here is a bonus segment for today. I'm sure all of us love eating pizzas. Have you ever tried baking it at home? Let me tell you that it is extremely simple and I have tried it multiple times. You'll need an oven for this and always remember to do this with an adult around you. The recipe I'm going to share today is an easy veggie pizza. The ingredients are one pizza base, a sprig of basil, bell peppers cut into small little pieces, tomatoes, onions, baby corn, olives, and any other vegetables of your choices. Don't forget the olive oil, the pizza sauce, and most importantly, and one of my favorite ingredients, the mozzarella cheese. Here's the preparation. Cut the vegetables into even bits. Pour olive oil on the pizza base and evenly spread across. Add the pizza sauce on the top and spread it over the olive oil. Take out a ball of mozzarella cheese, shred it into bits and spread across the base. So here's a cool tip. What I like to do is I like to scrunch the mozzarella pizza in my hands with a fist closed. Then shred it. It makes shredding a lifetime more easier. Number five, place all the vegetables evenly on top of the cheese. Make sure you spread it in every single spot of the pizza and make sure that not even one place is left empty. Number six, add a sprig of basil. Number seven, set the oven temperature to 180 degrees Celsius for half an hour or 30 minutes. Number eight, Cut into slices. I generally cut it into four slices. And then add some oregano and chili flakes if wanted. And you can even add some other seasonings. And the last step is just to enjoy it. That is all for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please consider clicking on the subscribe or follow button on the podcast platform you are listening to me on. And don't forget to check out my Instagram at Samarichita for the latest news about my episodes. Until next week, goodbye and Jay Hin from Kidacity.